From the University of Alberta Alumni Association, it's What the Job. I'm Matt Ray. And I think that's where students have the most challenges. What the heck could I even offer anybody who has 10 years more experience than me? What would they need from me? What would they want? And by going in with that mentality, you're going in with a mentality of fear rather than an openness of, hmm, what problem do they have that I can solve? We're back in the Career Center this week to talk about the scary, scary world of networking. Thankfully, my guest Amy is here to explain why networking doesn't have to be so terrifying. She talks about how being authentic, paying attention to details, and building reciprocal relationships will help you overcome your networking fears. What the Job is made possible with the support of our affinity partner, TD Insurance. Did you know that through the TD Insurance Mellish Monarchs program, University of Alberta alumni are entitled to preferred rates on car, home, condo, and renter's insurance? Save even more by bundling your car and home insurance. To learn more about how you can save, please visit tdinsurance.com slash alumni. So what's your name and what's your job? I'm Amy Roy Grattan and I'm a career education coordinator at the Career Center. And today you are here to talk to us about the most terrifying thing, networking. Networking. I think it's terrifying anyway. Yeah, it's terrifying for most people. And people who are even really good at it don't like the word networking. What word do they prefer? Building relationships, uh, learning about people, seeing how you can uh, have reciprocal ideas, supporting one another. Why is it that networking is a word they don't like to use? Because it assumes that you're using other people. Mm. Uh, You're just getting to know them for the sake of getting to the end goal. When really people who are really good at networking find ways to make it a win-win opportunity. Yeah, I think that's one of the kind of fears of networking is that you have to put on a performance. Yes. It's very insincere. An insincere performance, yes. And the people that you chat with are also insincere. I like the way you put it that like everyone's just have to get something for themselves. It's very transactional almost. Well, and and students are often saying, I want to build a network, but because they don't realize that building a network means that you're building relationships that actually matter, that's where they're getting it wrong. So what, what do you, do you like to call it networking? I mean, no, no, I don't. Is it relationship building or? Yeah. Um, problem solving. I even enjoy more because what is a problem that I can help you solve and how can I meet you halfway by giving you something that's useful to you? And then perhaps you can help me by doing something that's useful to me. And then we're building a relationship that actually is meaningful rather than okay, I need this from you. I want this from you. Now that I've used you, I'm done with you. Yeah. <laughs> I hope <laughs> that is a very sinister way of yes. networking. Yeah. I'm, people probably imagine, though, that that is the way to do it. But it seems like you need to enter it with a certain mindset that it's mutually beneficial. Right. And I think that's where students have the most challenges. What the heck could I even offer anybody who has 10 years more experience than me? what would they need from me? What would they want? And by going in with that mentality, you're going in with a mentality of fear rather than an openness of, hmm, what problem do they have that I can solve? Which in the world of looking for work is what problem is happening at that company that you're bringing skills and knowledge and attitudes to. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and I mean, you know, for our audience, which is mostly alumni, well, I think, I don't know, maybe there's lots of students listening to, especially because they're career center focused. But when you are someone who's in the opposite position, when you've been in a job for 10 years, what should your attitude be like when you go out networking or when you're meeting people at, well, say, a conference or a professional development or, mm-hmm. the, or your professional association or something like that? Yeah. Um, my colleague here at the Career Center gave me really good advice is that whenever she goes to a networking event, she always stays away from the, oh, what brought you here question, which is what people first ask, because then it's a... Well, I'm here because I want to learn or, you know, some random answer. And instead she'll say like, wow, I really like that bag or I really like your suit. You look really classy today. And people love compliments. And so it starts a conversation rather than, a, ooh, what does she want out of me? I don't know. If somebody gave me a compliment, I might be like, what do they want out of me? Really? <laughs> I don't know. I really like your beard, Matt. I can't <laughs> grow one like you do. <laughs> <laughs> uh you could wear a fake one though it would look yeah, pretty cool yeah i could uh no i'm i'm just kind of playing around but that's a good point right like you come out you you're making a personal connection yeah you're starting with a conversation rather than a so what do you do oh, okay yeah what do you do okay and now the conversation stops mm-hmm. versus wow i really like that suit oh thank you you know i just got it at um it's funny that you mentioned that and then yeah, it becomes a personal conversation, like a very high executive who I did not think wanted to give me the time of day. I noticed that he had really cool socks, like really cool socks. And I told him that his face lit up and he said, oh, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because my kids, when they were little, used to buy me ties and I hate ties. And so now they buy me these funky socks. And whenever I travel, whenever they travel now, even as adults, they find me these funky socks. And so I thought, wow, there's a conversation starter that I could start with him from now on, especially with an executive where I thought, oh God, he's never going to want to talk to me. Right. So it gives us a chance to have some familiarity that isn't there already. I like the way it leads to really personal details as well. Yeah. Where if you start with the opening of what what's your job or something like that, if you start with what's your name and what's your job, you're never going to, I'm just joking. Yeah. I'm gonna... Well, and also job titles are meaningless, right? Mm-hmm. Even my job title, career education coordinator, what does that mean? Well, until I tell you that I help bring people together by giving them learning opportunities on the job, that's a little more meaningful, but... The fact that I love helping alumni and I love helping students is also something else that's fascinating about me, right? And so asking me about who I am and what motivates me in that job is a nice networking starter too, rather than just what my job title is, because then where is that going to lead? So we've talked about what to do when you're at the networking event, but how do you find networking opportunities? Um, I actually don't go to a lot of networking opportunities. I tend to uh, try to connect with people on the phone one-on-one. Um, my role is to do a hundred percent cold calling all the time, wow. asking if people would vol- want to volunteer and host a job shadow participant, which that program is open to alumni too. It's not just students who can participate in it. So, um, when people are scared of networking, Like cold calling is the worst version of networking, but yet that's what I do. And so I go on LinkedIn and I'll find a person's job title and I'll look them up and see what they're interested in and then start that conversation from there rather than, hi, my name is Amy and I'm calling to see if you would like to be a job shadow host. Well, 
who am I and who, you know, why would they say yes to me when, oh, hi, I found you on LinkedIn and I saw you're working on this really cool project. I was wondering if you could tell me more about it, right? And that kind of gets them going talking about that. So I didn't answer your question about networking events. Um, If somebody wanted to, again, they have to go... um, like maybe to professional associations or even looking at U of A events, but don't enter it with the idea of networking. Enter it with the idea of I'm going to meet people and I'm just going to see where this goes rather than the intention of I'm going to network because then, again, you're not focusing on the development of the relationship. You're focusing on the end goal, which kind of um, skips over the whole process, if Uh that makes sense. And should people consider cold calling by looking up people on LinkedIn? Absolutely. Really? Um, So students, and I I know this is alumni focused, but students are in a position where they can ask for free advice very easily. Even as a new grad or an alumnus, if you're using it as a research purpose, that's very easy for people to say yes to rather than I'm unemployed and I'm looking for a job. People aren't as eager to help you, but if I'm just wanting to learn and I was wondering if I could spend 30 minutes to an hour with you learning about your job, people are open to that. They want to talk about themselves. They want to share what they know with people. Yeah, and it, you could. I guess you could just email them too if you're scared of calling yeah. people. But. And, and I can help people who are scared of that. Um, we have um, guidebooks on our website of how to write that cold call email. Um, and so we're here at the career center to help people craft those messages. Yeah. Cause I was going to, the other thing I was going to ask is how do people overcome their fear of like, if you're at an event and you're like, you know what, I do want to make some new friends or I do want to meet some other people. I have a lot of questions about this particular field and I'm new to it. How do they get over making that first move? Mm-hmm. There's a few ways. One is that it gets easier with practice. Uh, So you just have to put yourself out there. Two is sometimes you admit, I'm really scared. I've never been to a networking event before. Are you nervous too? And if they say, oh, no, I've done this a million times. Oh, well, give me your tips. How do you go about networking? And then sometimes you can be taken by the shoulder and said, hey, you know, this is my friend, Matt. I just met him at this event and he was really nervous. So I wanted to show him that networking is actually quite easy. That's probably what would happen. Right. And so you just like being authentic is what people gravitate towards. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing is do your research before you go to find out who's going so that you could approach um, somebody and say, oh, hey, I was looking forward to meeting you. Again, I was really nervous to coming, but when I saw that your name was on that list of people who were going to be here, I was really excited. Um, And if you really want to practice well, is maybe approach somebody who, you know, might not be the perfect person for you to approach. So let's say you're trying to find a job in engineering, you might approach somebody in a, a sector that you know, they might not have any interest in you whatsoever. So you can trip up on yourself and you can practice saying those things incorrectly. And then it doesn't really matter, right? Because they weren't your dream employer to begin with, or they weren't your dream contact, but it gives you a chance to kind of trip up and be like, okay, that wasn't so bad. And I didn't make a complete fool of myself and the person I was really trying to impress after all. So we've talked about some of the do's, some of the things like be authentic, Put yourself out there. Don't be afraid to research people a little bit in advance. 
Uh, and we also talked about how it's not great to be inauthentic mm-hmm. when you're out there. What are some other mistakes that people might make when they're doing this? A lot of people want to collect business cards. So, oh, can I have your business card? And they just, you know, stash them away. Now, you have to ask yourself, what is the purpose of asking for that business card? So if you are collecting business cards, I'd really encourage you to write on the back what that business card was for. So I made that mistake the other day when I went to an event and I got, I really connected with this woman who was sitting beside me. She was a U of A alumnus, graduated from psychology. I knew the exact way that I could engage her with the U of A. And I was then away from work for a while and then I found this business card and I kept looking at it and thinking, I wish I knew where I knew this woman from because I have to get in touch with her again. But I have this business card from a person who works at the same company. So maybe I'll email this person and see if she knows this lady that I'm trying to get in touch with. So I emailed her saying, do you know a woman who graduated from psychology at the U of A? Uh, She was at this event. It was really great. Do you know her? And it turned out that that was her. And I had just forgotten that that's whose business card I was holding. And so it made me look unprofessional and it made you know, the whole situation kind of awkward because I didn't make notes on the back. When what I should have put was, want to invite her to be a speaker at our next psychology speaker series, which would have been an easy note to make. And then whether I'm looking at it three or, you know, four days down the road, I would have remembered. Um, So ask yourself why you're gathering all those business cards. And if it is to connect with them again, write down what you were talking about or what got you excited about that conversation so that you can refer to it again in the email when you write them. So, hey, Matt, you know, it was really great talking about your beard <laughs> when you came in to do the podcast. Lengthy and, conversation. Yeah, right? Depth there. But at least it's reminding you that, hey, we had a good chuckle. We had a good laugh. And that's where the conversation starts. That's true. I will always remember. <laughs> How much I wanted your beard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so is there any other big tips that you want to get across the, uh, about networking or anything else that people really need to know about how to make these contacts? I really like the way that we have rethought what networking means, that mm-hmm. it's not something that you should be like, I need to get all this stuff from people. It's not something you should be like, this is my obligation, but rather you need to have a view of what do I want to learn and how, who are these people that I want to meet and what can I offer as well? Mm-hmm. People are multidimensional, I guess, is the last thing I want to mention, is that if you walk into somebody's office and you see a picture of small people, so like children, ask them about, oh, are these your kids or, you know, how old are they? So that let's say you're a student or an alumnus looking for work It's not just that conversation that you're having with them. Maybe two or three weeks down the road, you send them a link to a really cool summer camp that you heard about at the U of A. Hey, I thought this might interest your kids because you mentioned them last time we met. And so that's, again, how you can reciprocate. It's not something that you're doing for them personally, but it's information that you have that might benefit them. So look for clues if they have a picture of a dog on their desk, maybe um, that person would really like to go to Pets in the Park in Horlack Park. And so send them the link and say, hey, Matt, I was just thinking about you because you have that beautiful dog at home, which I know you do. (laughs) And uh, so you can send them that link and say, hey, just was thinking of you. And then that's where that reciprocal relationship comes from. And you can say, wow, you know, Amy was really thoughtful. She remembered not only me, but also my dog and maybe something that I would enjoy doing. 
And then that's where that uh, mutual beneficial relationship comes from. I feel like you also probably have to have a little bit of a soft touch when you do these things, because if you research too much, you know, like a come out and you'd be like, oh, I understand you have four kids right. aged three, six, eight, and 12. You become a star. Four of which are in, uh, yeah. three of which are in basketball. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> so you probably, you probably need to nuance it a little bit. A but- little bit, but I think people just really appreciate that you're not using the relationship, that you're finding ways to make it beneficial. Yes, we could all go into the cynical, but at, at the end of the day, people like helping people that they like. Um, and so that's what you're trying to achieve is a, a relationship that's going to be meaningful to both of you. And if you, you can find an in, you can use the research to find an in so long as you're still being yourself in that conversation. Exactly. Right. Thanks so much for chatting with me about networking. It's slightly less scary, I think, right now. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to this What the Job mini episode. Special thanks to the fine folks at the U of A Career Center for coming on the show. And a reminder that if you are a U of A student, staff, or alumni, the Career Center is your source for career and employment information and expertise. You can reach out to them about career advice, job postings, job shadowing. If it has anything to do with careers, you can learn more about it at the Career Center. Check them out at uab.ca slash cc. That's uab.ca slash cc. That's it for this episode. For What the Job, I'm Matt Ray. See you next time.